Well, welcome back to the show, everybody. Seth Kamins is over there. I'm Sean Palmer over here. I got it right the first time today. Uh, we are here for the first time in two weeks. First, before we start our show, a very, very happy birthday to Seth's better half, Carly Kamins, who does not listen to the show whatsoever. <laughs> and, and congratulations to my brother, Mitch, who who occasionally does listen to the show. Is uh, in the ice is yeah he does every I think I he's he sleeping I think he's sleeping though it's probably like midnight there uh, he is in Iceland now for the next three months um, so hopefully he'll catch it on the rebound but uh, congratulations uh, twenty five years in the making uh, job, graduating Mitch. Ithaca College uh, this past weekend it was a very it was a very proud moment uh, as a brother. Uh, for both me and my younger brother Jay and his nieces and nephew, his nephews and niece who were there as well. So, oh, Amanda, Amanda, the kid, Amanda and the kids drove up also. Uh, Amanda was unable as Finnegan was sick. Finnegan being the dog, but the kids were there. So oh, that's it was nice. I didn't know that. It was, yeah, it was very. It was like I said, very very proud moment for all of us. Um, it was the perfect way for him to go off to Iceland. Now it's like, hey, I got my degree. Okay, I'm running away. Go to Iceland. Uh, yeah, go on. Hey, I backpacked through Europe. So after graduation, look, and and I'm going to ice. Uh, look, we might be hosting a show from Iceland. I don't know. Hey, I mean, we've look. hosted in Australia. We've hosted New Zealand, Zealand, Australia, Tokyo, Seoul, Korea. I think Germany, definitely France, definitely Paris, and I think London. Seoul? Like, I don't remember. Yeah, I, think, you were, I don't remember you were in Seoul. I was definitely in Seoul, Korea. Yep. You would remember better than I do. I yes. can't keep up with I can't keep up with the Palmer World Travails. Yeah, well, the World Travails will be in Phoenix. Uh, just got back from Chicago. We'll be in Phoenix tomorrow, and then Iceland towards the end of the uh, month of June and early July. July. Nothing sells. Nothing says July Fourth Independence Day like Iceland. So, <laughs> so a better place to be than where, where we are right now. Probably, probably. But anyway, so here we are. Sean Palmer, that's Seth Kamen's over there. You can find myself at SULawyer2001 and Seth at S. Kamen's on the Twitter, on the Facebook. I love that you call it on the Twitter. Well, now that it's on the Elon Musk, it might be on the Twitter for a little, for only a little bit longer. There you go. Uh, we'll see if really so, so tell me about this. So every year we have this, we have the same conversation, just different players, right? So we talk about, and you're wearing a EPL jersey, which is perfect. Oh, oh that's wow. not EPL. No, it's a BNI oh. shirt. I'm, I'm oh, okay. Okay. So we talk about. Told, these... I have been told the two things I cannot pull off are basketball jerseys and soccer jerseys. So... Really? Huh. I don't know why you can't pull off a soccer jersey. A soccer because, jersey is just a they're, shirt. They're tight. They're fitting. Mm -hmm. So, My so it doesn't work well with it. Well, after Seth Kamen's does the Sean Palmer workout for the next year, then we'll be able to get him into a soccer jersey. Nobody looks good in basketball jerseys, by the way. Nobody. It does not, unless you are six foot ten. Nobody looks good in the basketball jersey. I got a few inches to go. Yeah, not the first so, time I've heard that. <laughs> I remember so when I gave a crap about stuff like that. <laughs> so here we are. EP. We, we talk about EPL every year, right? We talk about the ridiculousness of money. That goes. People that talk about guaranteed contracts in Major League Baseball should go over and look at the EPL and and what they what they. Well, do. Are we talking about the EPL, or are we just talking about European soccer? Because there's two different things here. Well, this one is specific to the EPL, but I think okay. Europeans. You I don't. Know, are you talking about Kylie Mbappe? Yes. Is he not, not in the EPL? EPL? No. Oh. oh, they're all just mesh into one for me. Right. Yeah. What well, What's he in? He's in PSG. He's on PSG, which is. Pat, which is the Parisian team in, in League One in France. Okay. So he is one of the two or three best young players in the world. And he was supposed – he was a free agent who was supposed to go over to Real Madrid. Sure. $600 million later, he is staying – or $357 million later, I believe. And with bonuses apparently and other stuff, which can make this – push this up to $600 million, Um. He's staying in PSG. So, right. So he flirted with Real Madrid for like the last 18 months, right? Yeah. He had said that Real Madrid was his 
John Tavares's Pajama Boy. This is where I wanted to go forever. Wow. Oh, I had to throw the Toronto dig in. It, there's always look and Toronto lost, so I can throw the I can throw the digs in for the rest of the year. Um, so he, he he always said I want to play there. What changed? Is it just it can't just be money, can it? At this point, I mean, you're well, talking about so much money. I mean, I mean, think about it. He's from, well, he's from Paris. He's from outside of Paris. He's okay. pretty much gonna going to choose their new GM and their new co- and their most likely their coach. He's he signed a three year deal. Right. So he can in three yeah, years he can go 20, anywhere. Twenty six or twenty seven, he can go back. He can go wherever he wants to go. Um, I think there's also a part of it is he hasn't part of it. Is he hasn't completed his goal at PSG. They've never won a European championship. And with him, do they have a shot at doing that? They have a shot every year. They, they have, they've literally spent a billion dollars now on their front, on their forwards. Lionel Messi, Neymar, Mbappe. I mean, they, they lost in the finals two years ago. They lost in the quarters, I think, this year. Or the round of 16, I forget which. They're incredibly talented. They have one of the three best goalies in the world. They're the best forwards in the world. They have, an abs- they spend an absurd amount of money and don't care because they're losing. F- I mean, they lose where I don't know. And this is beyond my, you know, this is where your capologist have would probably come in handy is there is such thing as the European fair play, the financial fair play, where you can only spend so much based upon X, Y, and Z. I don't know how they can pay this. Like they're backed by by Saudi Arabia, so I, I know where the money is. I just don't know why they're allowed to. Um. So they were off. They offered him. I mean, they're literally offering. I think it's a hundred million dollars. I mean, I don't know the exacts. I'll see if I can find it. But it's it's fan. It, it, it's it's an absurd, just an absurd amount of money. I mean, I think all of these salaries are absurd, but. Okay, so FFP meant clubs could not lose more than 30 million euros over a three-year period if they wanted to play in European competition. So they might not lose any money. I mean, I don't know how you don't lose money when you're spending a billion dollars on salaries. But Well, here, here it is. Okay. He is making, for the three years, he's making four between – the expectation is $50 million a year. Okay. So it's 50, year, $50 million in euros. $50 million euros, excuse me. So about so, $65 million. So we're looking at a three-year contract at about $200 million bucks. Right. Messi is being paid $37 million euro a year. <laughs> um, it, is, it is absolutely and utterly absurd. How many games do these guys play a year for their play team? Thirty. They play thirty-eight games in their their league, the French right. league, right? And then they have the the Champions League, which is about fifteen. It depends how far you go. Can be up to fifteen some odd games. Now the Champions League that's still being played that, as that's a member. Some, that's the game on a, Sunday. As a member of PSG. Yes. So okay. what happens is, and they're changing some of the rules to this. This was, is that every country in, in, in Europe, which has their own league, there is a payment for, excuse me, that you get a certain number of teams right. into the Champions League. And the amount of money you receive from it is significant. This was Tottenham making it this year. The expectation is they're going to get an extra 75 to $100 million for just being in the Champions League. Okay. So... Each league has, for England, it's the top four. For, I think, the Netherlands, it's the top two. For Spain, it's the top four. And that's based on how good the leagues are. It's that is based on that is based on 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 the, on the leagues itself, and the number of teams, and just that it's just the record of the teams. So, for the UK, for the EPL league, you have Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Tottenham are one through four. They're all going to be in the Champions League, right? And then there's something called the Europa League, which is kind of a secondary Champions League. 
and it's the fifth team in the sixth team, which I believe is Arsenal and Manchester United this year. Okay. And, they, and then there's something called the Europa League, which is like double A, and that's going to be West Ham. Um, they actually played their final today. So, and what happens is there used to be 32 teams. I believe they're expanding it to 48 in the next couple of years. Um, this kind of goes against that whole thing where you, last year we talked about how 12 teams were going to break away. Right. Their own league. This is kind of the concession that's being made to kind of expand upon. I don't know. I don't know the specifics. So Mark Emmerich is now the commissioner of, the, of this, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and, but there's no, but there's nobody like, I'm not, I don't know the Jay Billis that I'm rooting for to take over. Um, but yeah, Mbappe, I've heard 150 million, I've heard 300 million, I've heard 600 million. I don't know how much of this is attributable to bonuses, attributable to endorsements, you know, but suffice it to say, he's going to have a pretty nice basement wherever he lives. <laughs> with a with a wet bar with and maybe and maybe a pool table maybe 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 so okay what other free agents do we have to look forward to in epl land this year or are there any? Do we have any much, but i mean you're not gonna paul pogba is gonna leave man U. there's a bunch that people are leaving chelsea because there was a lot of issues with chelsea because the owner was roman, roman abramovich Right, but he's selling it. He has to. It's it's being sold to the owner of the Dodgers for four billion dollars. Um, but in the transitionary time, they're losing a bunch of people because free okay. agency, for all intents and purposes, is up and running right now. And okay. their free agency is a lot of fun because it's not only between teams within the same league, it's between all of Europe. So right. you have guys going from all over the place. It's just hard to follow. Well, you call it fun and I call it chaos. And this kind of – this is a lot more chaos than I'm used to. Like, this yeah. would be – I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you – Pogba is a good example. He was – he never really lived up to his potential at Man U, so he may go to Spain. He may go to PSG because he's from France. He may go to Juventus in Italy. He can go to any of these places. Or he can stay right. in England, you know, wherever he wants to go. Oh, it's great. Okay. Right? It, it's so much, it is so much more interesting, even though I don't know as many of the players because I just don't, but it's just kind of ama- it's amazing to watch. It's fun for me. Okay. Besides, for you me. like chaos. You tell me this all the time. I, I Look, I, lo- I do. I like chaos. This is a lot more – I like chaos that I can keep track of. This is not chaos I can keep track of. This is a lot more than I'm used to. A lot, right, right, but you're and not. It's mu- and it's well, mu- but the other thing is, this is chaos for the sake of having chaos. This is not. I root for chaos so so stuff can change. Nothing's going to change because of this chaos. It's just more billions and billions of dollars being spent. And every time, and the reason why I asked you how many games they play is because there's always the Hey, James Harden's earning forty-five million dollars, or LeBron James is earning fifty million dollars, or Anthony Davis is earning thirty-eight, right? And they're earning thirty-eight million dollars. That's not thirty-eight million euro. That's thirty-eight million dollars. And here we're at seventy-five to a hundred million euro for one quarter, uh, three quarters of the amount of games that James Harden will play. Yeah, not Kawhi Leonard, mind you, just James Harden. Kawhi Leonard doesn't play in any games, nope. but. He gets paid a lot not to play. Yeah. Speaking of teams that do actually play, there are four teams left in the NBA Finals tonight. (laughs) Have you not watched any of the games? I'll tell you something. I watched some. It's boring. The the Eastern Conferences, those games are borderline unwatchable. Oh, I love watching the Eastern Conference games. Oh, it's so boring. It's, it's so like back to the Miami Heat and New York Knicks. It's oh. just let's beat the crap out of each other. It's so boring. You're um, not a fan. Okay. No, I'm not. Are you a I'll fan of the them. other side, which which definitely is the antithesis? Yeah, it's I like, prefer offense. Call me crazy. But I've also I get I think this is also I told you some of the residual from COVID. I just I I just haven't had the energy or attention span to watch as much as I usually do. Um but 
yeah, I watched a lot of Golden State Dallas last night. I also just don't think any of these teams are that good. Well, <laughs> that's that's another thing, right? I, I think that's the problem I keep coming back to is I think in it look, credit to Miami and Boston for getting there. Miami beat a mediocre, I mean beat a terrible Atlanta team and a, a Philly team that's kind of just in in um oh that's that is what it is. Hey Morgs. Morgs, can you say hi? Okay. Hi Morgs. You no, know, Boston obviously had a much more the Boston New York series was good and Boston Milwaukee was fantastic. Um but again without Chris Middleton. With Chris Middleton, Milwaukee wins the series, I think. Probably. Yes, so, I agree. I don't look at these teams and say, hey, you know, I mean, even going through Dallas, look, props to Dallas. But, you know, Phoenix fell, let's be honest, Phoenix put on the single worst game seven performance I think anyone has ever seen. Wait, they came? They played? Well, like I think you and I could, I think you and I could have put up the same amount of scoring. That I don't know. I've seen you play. I don't. I've seen you hit take jump shots. I'm not sure you could have. I'm not sure. I'm shooting. I'm just giving that. that if you give me picks, then yeah, I could have hit those. Well, shots. that's pretty much Chris Paul's game, right? Yeah, I mean, were, in that game, they were brutal. Um, I mean, they just fell apart. And Golden, look, Golden State beat a Denver team without Porter and Murray, and they beat a Memphis team that John Morant was hurt. I mean, I think Golden State. It's, I think it's going to be Golden State Boston, which isn't a terrible series. But when I look at the series that have been really fun, Minnesota Memphis was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that. You know, I love that series. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, Milwaukee Boston has been a lot of was a lot of fun. There haven't been really too many other fun series to watch. Well, so we've talked about this before with ranking of dynasties and ranking of teams, and you can only you can only win what you play, right? You yeah. can only play the team that's in front of you. So, so let's presume that Golden State makes the finals, which in all likelihood they will. Yes. Okay, they will have made the finals, I believe, in five out of the last seven years. Where are they? Where are they on this dynasty list? Because five out of seven finals, including four wins. Is they don't have four wins. Oh, uh, three wins. Excuse me, three wins. Three wins. Yes, I can fix your hair. Um, I'd like you. To, I'd like you to do cornrows like Carmelo Anthony, please. I will do my best. Morgan, cornrows. Would you like cornrows, Mark? Mark. Cornrows. Okay. Um. Well, where they do I put them in the same level as the bull as the Bulls of the nineties? No, or the Lakers of. Of the South, Morgan, can you say bye bye? Bye bye. I'll see bye you in a little while. All right. So uh, if we're in the if we're in the fifties and sixties, you first you got so the dynasties of the fifties and sixties, right? The Lakers are first with Mike. Then yep. the Celtics are then the Celtics, right? And then probably the Lakers again with with West and, and uh well that wasn't an element. Yeah, I mean it, it's a dynasty if you make it. If you're saying it's a dynasty not based on winning, but on making the finals, then yeah. Um, but remember, I mean, Baylor never won a title and West didn't win one until 1970. Right. So you're looking at, the, yeah, you're looking at the Lakers in the fifties, which is, I mean, it's so hard to gauge the Celtics in the sixties. There is no dynasty in the seventies. You're looking at the Lakers and Celtics in eighties, the Bulls in the nineties and two thousands were split really between the Spurs and the Lakers. And then obviously Golden State. Um, right. and I guess the heat for a four year run as well. But true, I think. Look, era wise, I mean, who the hell knows how they would compete? They're certainly not physical enough to compete with some of the bigger teams, but they're also none of them are going to ever gonna be able to keep up from an athleticism standpoint. Um, look, it's hard to go, it's hard to go era to era, right? It always has been, it always will be when yeah. you're comparing eras. But look, they, but, they very well could think about it. They, if they, if their whole team doesn't get hurt in the finals. They could very well have beaten Toronto. Yes. They, Clay Thompson's out for a year. You're in the bubble, like where everything, where Kim and Curry are out. And then, I mean, the whole team was literally injured for two years, and this is the first year they've come back at full strength. So, Correct. I mean, 
look, they're a legitimate dynasty. Regard, they're a dynasty whether they make the finals or not, or whether they win the finals or not. If you win three out of four, is it three out of – yeah, it's three out of four. If you win three yeah. out of four, that's a pseudo-dynasty. Is it a dynasty com- as compared to the Celtics of the 60s? No. Is it a dynasty as compared to the Bulls of the 2000s? I mean, in the 90s? Yeah, maybe. But there's certainly a dynasty, and certainly you can't take – you can, as you said, you can only compare it to the era that they're in. And in the era that they're in, they're the best team of the era. Right. Okay. And plus, they have like a $160 million luxury tax bill. <laughs> well, the, the, which is still less than the front three of PSG. So, I, just for the tax bill. So, I had this conversation prior with a couple of people as to the value of Draymond Green. And I'd like to hear your your theory on this, or at least your thoughts on this. So, you have me, who I believe... Draymond Green is the ultimate glue guy. And then you look at his stats and you see, okay, he averages eight points a game, seven assists, and seven rebounds. And that's what he's done for his career. That is his stats. And you say, how is that any more than a a glue guy? A better Robert Ory. Right, better Robert Ory. Or somebody said that's Tayshaun Prince, and I think he's better than Tayshaun Prince, but let's go with that. But the fact is – is he a Hall of Famer or is he just a glue guy? Is he Anthony Mason? I mean, that's – or is he Dikembe Mutombo? Or is he a one-stack – he's not a one-stack guy. That's the thing. To me, he, the, the guy that he reminds me of the most is an early Jason Kidd where he – not in the type of play that he has, but in, if you look at his board, that's what he does. Is he's 10, seven, you're, seven. Right. You're comparing him to Kidd because Kidd wasn't a scorer. Correct. And he was a better defensive player than Kidd was. I mean, he's won two or Correct. three defensive players of the year. One. Only one. one defensive but player. he's got to be four or five. He's got to be many times on the all-defensive team. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, most of these guys who are glue guys, there's at least one defining characteristic one defining statistic that makes them there. Look, Rod, is he more valuable to Golden State than Rodman was to right. Chicago? Well, the, there, were, there were two comparisons that somebody brought up, Rodman and Mutombo. And both were stated that Rodman and Mutombo both were, were not Hall of Famers. And they – did one thing extraordinarily well. I think Mutombo did more than one thing, blocking and rebounding. But he also averaged about 15 points a game. Like he would, I think maybe a little bit less, but 11, I think. 11, okay. 10 or 11. Okay. Um, I think. But the fact is, are those guys equal to Draymond Green? Better than Draymond? Does Draymond get more credit because he has three championships? Well, so does Rodman. Right. I mean, look, Rodman sabotaged himself correct, because of what he did. And Rodman has five championships, not three. Yep. Um, but the question is, would the Robin – I think the better question is not whether Rodman is a Hall of Famer. Is the Rodman of Detroit – because the Rodman of Chicago is a different player. The correct. Rodman of Detroit was the blue guy. Yeah, Rodman of Chicago was a straight defender and rebounder, and that was it. But he wasn't a glue guy. Correct. Look, Rodman led the league in rebounding eight straight years. But can you make the case that Draymond Green, who averages seven assists a game, is just basically passing it to giving it back to Curry every time? Yeah, that's I mean, it's the NHL assist, right? It's the second. It's the second assist. You're talking potentially a top five. Backcourt of all time, people. Some people think more. Um, you can make that argument. I I don't think he is, but would I go? But I'm also you also know me. I'm a small Hall of Fame guy. Right. He's not a small Hall of Fame. Look, he's not. Right. Is he's he not comparable top three, to top? You know, on the Bill Simmons pantheon list, he's not in the top three levels. You know, just he, he's just not. He would be. He's the Harold Baines. 
No, he, he was more valuable than Harold Baines. I mean, Harold Baines, Harold Baines strictly does simply doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. There's no, there's no, there's no reasonable <laughs> argument. Other than Tony Larusa making this argument, who's ever argued for Harold Baines to make the Hall of Fame? Sean, look, at, look, you know you won't get an argument from me. I was look. I liked your argument. We had this a while ago that the hall. You like a bigger Hall of Fame because the whole idea of it is it's a museum, and this this makes it inclusive of its history. Correct. Um, I respect that view. From a player standpoint, and what you may look is okay. Golden State really may only have one legitimate Hall of Famer based as the best because I don't consider Kevin Durant a Golden State like okay that's fair um I consider him Oklahoma City and so you've only really have one you consider him Oklahoma City yeah okay played 10 years there eight years there he played three in in Golden State and he's played two so far in in Brooklyn okay so you know maybe you know four years down the road if his numbers maintain this level this level sure. and maybe they win a title, then maybe I would transition to Brooklyn. Uh, but as of now, he's a Golden State. He's a, he's an Oklahoma City person. Okay. Um, based on that argument, the only Golden State Hall of Famer of this year is Curry. Thompson may get there, or he may just have gotten injured too early in his career to warrant it. If he doesn't, you know, I don't think he's I don't think he's a, he's an automatic bid at this point. I've seen people who think he is. I don't think he was good long enough. How much do the three championships matter? They matter. Okay. They help. I mean, here's the next. Does Terrell Davis get into the Hall of Fame if he doesn't have a Super Bowl win? No. Okay. I mean, that's part of it, right? So just a shorter career needs needs that that championship. Clay Thompson, look, Clay Thompson is a hell of a player. Has been a hell of a player. Clay Thompson, I don't think, is back to what he was. But again, we need a full year to determine. Yeah, Jen, I mean, even with Durant, it needed a full year, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I'm not, I'm not judging. And if people, but to me, if you're, and if you want to say, look, he was the second best player on a seventy on a championship team on a seventy win champion team that lost in Game Seven on really a fluky thing because Draymond Green decided to get suspended. And, you know, was the third best player on two other title teams. You know, I, I get the argument. Um, I kind of withhold judgment on Clay, on Clay until – because he's missed three years with injuries or two and a half years with injuries straight. Yeah. I, I kind of want to withhold my call on Clay at this point. I want to okay. see how the rest of his career plays out. Well, and I think that's fair, and he, he certainly has a leg up on most as he has three championships, right? Yeah. In his back pocket, very possibly could end up with four or five. I mean, they're certainly the favorite going forward right now. You think they're the favorite this year, finishing yeah. up? Because yeah. you think Boston and Miami are just going to kick the crap out of each other? I don't think that they are kicking the crap out of. Well, me. and I mean, like that's well, going to be a prolonged series, and Golden State can I mean, win tomorrow, and it's over. I mean, at a minimum, Boston Miami is going six. Now the only they're kicking the crap out of each other, but none of these games are particularly competitive. No. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's not even that they're beating each other up. The games aren't good. Well, because every other game somebody else gets hurt, right? Yeah, so I mean, Robert Williams was hurt in game one. Then we had somebody else get hurt in game two. Then Jimmy Butler gets hurt in game three, right? right? So because uh, Tyler Kyle Lowry gets hurt in game four. He didn't get home and get hurt in game four. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it just goes back. It doesn't forth. feel like the caliber of a conference championship. But, yeah, look, well, I, I still think Boston wins this series. But Boston should have won game three. Without yeah. Butler, there's no reason Miami should win this series. Where does so based on this series, do, has Butler increased his value? I mean, based on this playoff run that he's had. I mean, Butler's always been, first of all, he's been the uh doppelganger of Jamie Foxx, but he's always he's always been a top 20 player, but not necessarily a top 10 player. So has he emerged as a top 10 player at this point? Are there more than 10 are there 
10 players you would take over him right now? I don't know. Well, I mean, let's go. Durant, right? Yes. Steph, LeBron. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. So there's an argument. Here's where your arg- the argument becomes hard. As of now, are they better players? Yes. But LeBron, LeBron's 38. Steph's in old 34. Durant's in old 30, whatever the heck he is. I'm not talking for the next three years. I'm talking, talking about – At this very moment. At this very moment, if I'm starting a team for next year, for just next year. Okay. okay? That's one. One, year, one year. Okay, so I'm taking Steph. I'm taking Durant. And I'm taking LeBron, right? Yes. I'm taking Giannis. I'm taking Embiid. Yes, I'm taking Jokic. Yeah, that's seven. You're taking Doncic. I'm Luka. taking Luca. Right, I was just going. I'm taking Luca, so that's that's seven. That's eight. Um, that's eight. Am I taking Lillard? No, not over Butler. Am I taking Bradley Beal? No, no, probably not. Am I For taking sure. Jason? I mean, Jason, I Jason Tatum. I would take Lillard over Beer over over Beal, but am I taking um, Jason Tatum? I think that's a good comparison. I think those two guys are yeah, in, the, in the ballpark. I think I'm not taking any Bulls. I'm not taking any Pacers. I'm not taking any. Well, I'm just. Am I taking Middleton? Probably not. Am no. I taking Carl Anthony Towns? No. Okay. I'm not taking any Kings. Am I taking Kawhi or Paul George right now? No. Right. That's what I'm saying. No. I'm not taking Chris Paul. No. You're not taking I'm not, Booker. I'm not taking Gilgis Alexander. I'm just going through team the best players on each each of these teams. I'm not taking anybody from the Spurs. I'm not taking anybody from the Magic. Uh, I'm not taking anybody from New Orleans. Uh, I'm not even taking Zion over him right now. No, and Zion's not the best player on that team at this point anyway. Am I taking Anthony Davis? No, maybe. Well, no, because, because you're never, you're not Anthony sure. Davis. I don't trust Anthony Davis to be healthy, and I don't trust Anthony Davis to be in shape. And you know Butler's always going to play 82 Butler, games. Yeah, sure. Butler is made to be in Miami. I don't think there's any question about that. So no, so you, so we've picked eight guys. So yeah, you may have him, you may have him at the bottom of the top ten, which is, but a lot of it's just really based on his will. Well, his a guy that was drafted 30th overall and is now in the top. I mean, how many of those guys that we just named were drafted outside of the top 15? None. What number was Giannis? Giannis was around 13. 13. 13. Okay. Right. So none. And he's drafted 30th, right? I mean, Butler's have been all about hard work. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And that's why he's, that's why you like to watch that guy. I, yeah. And and I think Mike Breen, I think it was Mike Breen said, he's also the only one definitely in that group that we just mentioned that does not have a three-point shot. No, he does nothing from three. He is the he is the Demar De, he is the better Demar Derozan. I don't know if it was better. Demar Derozan was really good. This year. I know, but the thing but the thing is Butler. It takes a per Butler. Butler is also a defensive maven. Is a pest on, on all you know. It's a it's just tough. He's an alpha he's a, dog. Yeah, he is the epitome of an alpha dog. He's the guy you don't you want on your team. You can't stand if you play against them. You want them very badly on your team. He's fantastic in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I think he's enjoyable to watch in that series. Like you, you can watch enjoyable players. I mean, I'd love to see both of those teams at actually full strength. Because the problem is they're not. Yeah. Like, right? I mean. Kyle Lowry certainly not at full strength. Marcus Smart definitely not at full strength. Robert Williams not at full strength. And this is the longer this series goes, the less strength they probably all have. And then they're going up probably against Golden State, who will have like a week off before they even start. And they're much more athletic than either one of these two teams. But I mean, that's where it is at this point. I'm really interested to see. Who comes out of that? Who who has a better shot of beating Golden State? If either one of them has any shot of beating, no, Golden they State. both have a shot. I mean, look, Golden State has put up some really bad games. Um, I think Boston. 
I think Boston has played Golden State. If I remember, Boston has played Golden State pretty well over the years. I have no – I just don't have a lot of confidence in Miami on the offensive end. Look, they can both defend. That's never been the issue. Right. But from a straight scoring standpoint, the only person you really have confidence in from a game to game is Butler and who's yeah. injured. Now, when Max Struess, I mean, God bless him. Yeah, I love Max Struess. Who the hell are these guys? And that Boston blew that game when you know with 19 steals. I mean, you don't have nine. You know, a team doesn't have 19 steals against them playing PAL, They're playing in a boys club team. They just and this is look. Boston's been what is their third East conference championship, fourth conference championship. I don't expect that from me, even knowing I know they're a young team. I just don't expect that. Yeah. I, look, I think Boston wins in six, but and I, I just I, – I, I don't – I think also Boston would be a, just a much more – I'm also rooting for it, even though I don't really root for Boston teams. So I just think it would be a much more fun series. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I just kind of go with – the at, at this point, I'm just rooting against Boston. So it really doesn't matter who wins as long well, as they don't. What's, Mark, what's your friend Mark going to say then? So oh, Mark knows I don't. Mark knows I don't root for Boston. No, Mark I is, never do either. But I don't. I mean, there's really. I guess that's the other reason. I don't find any great. I, I don't find any real team to root for here. Right. Um, I just root for. I can't root for Golden State's like rooting for Standard Oil at this point. And Dallas sure. is a nice story, but Dallas just isn't good enough to win a championship. You want to root for Dallas? You yeah. like. We all want to root for Dallas, right? Just like we, we all want wanted to root for Memphis. Right. And Memphis is very – although, I mean, that Dylan Brooks play was horrible. But you want to root for these young, fun teams. And Luca, look, Luca's great to watch. But the game is just not – it's so much ISO. It's so much one-on-one. I mean, look, whether I like Golden State or not, watching Golden State play with all these passing and moving and – Oh, yeah. Is great. Well, I said – I. It's interesting how, and I said it on this show, and I've come around to maybe a different change, in that I said the modern-day Larry Bird was Kevin Durant. And I still believe he's, he's pretty close. But Luca's really Kevin Durant. Uh, Luca's really Larry Bird right now. Yeah, I mean, he's not the rebounder, or he's not quite the rebounder, because he's just from a size standpoint. But he sees the court beautifully, and he passes the ball. The, you know, the difference is, you know, Larry Bird had Kevin McHale, Robert Powers, Dennis Johnson. Sure. Luca has Jim Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Spencer Dinwiddie. And although I am a big fan of Dinwiddie, that's not – it's three Hall of Famers versus three guys who are probably never going to make an all-star team. Hey, don't knock Jalen Brunson. He's going to be the $25 million man for the Knicks next year. Yes, he will. The, net, the next $25 million man for the Knicks who they're looking to buy out in three years from a CBA. Yes, he will. <laughs> oh, please, for the love of God, Nick's, please don't do this. Anyway, so we have uh, we had our uh, NBA draft lottery last week. Orlando once again gets the first pick in the draft. I think this is like the, the, them and the Timberwolves, I think, have had the last 25 first picks in the draft. Um, uh, look, there's no LeBron James this year. There's no Anthony Davis this year. Chances are it'll be Chet Holmgren, who I know nothing about except he's tall, lanky, lanky and can block shots. Um, so he'll go next to Wendell Carter. And once again, the Magic won't have anybody. Well, the, you're looking at three guys at number one. You're looking at Ben Caro from Duke. You're looking at Jabari Smith from Auburn. And you're looking at Holmgren. Sure. The reason people think – Orlando is going to go in that direction is Orlando is always gone for these really tall, thin, athletic guys with length. Mo Bamba, baby. Mo Mo Bamba. Jonathan Isaac. Like, these are guys that they've gone for over the years. And it kind of fits their – it fits that thought process. Yeah. Um, I – yeah, I don't know if I would – I mean, to me, they need. I mean, who who the heck is their their two three? 
Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is a point guard. And Cole Anthony are kind of that combo point. But Jalen, they're point guards. So who's your 2-3? Jabari can walk in and just start. Yeah. And what you may say is, look, we're not winning it anyway next year regardless. Let's go for the highest upside versus the guy who's just going to come in and play, but he doesn't have the up, the high up, his high upside. Sure. You're not of that, that thought process. Well, I mean, I don't Orlando, I'm trying to think. Orlando's one. I'm looking at it now. Game. So their so their their roster, so Franz Wagner is that two three, right? RJ Hampton. Uh, we shouldn't be talking about RJ Hampton. Uh Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, who will be a free agent. Um that's about it. Jonathan yeah. I, I mean I've right. been here for four years. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's who you have. I mean, I mean, it's, you got Wendell Carter at the four. You got or I'm no, sure Wendell Carter's playing the five playing along the five. with Maurice, along with Maurice Wagner, who's a stretch four. Okay, um, so, yeah, so you have Wagner. So pretty much to me, there's no like Smith and Ben Carroll are both kind of three fours, and Holgren's obviously a five. I see no shooting on that team. I see no. I would. I. I. I want a professional. That's what it like they, when they went with Suggs. I mean, he had a terrible year, but the idea is that they they want to. You can't always just go for youth with four year upside down the road. Sure. By the way, you want to feel old. Nobody on this team except for Robin Lopez was born before nineteen ninety. No, I feel old anyway. So <laughs> that means nobody's above thirty-two years old. You hurt yourself just there. That I looked just painful, did, actually. <laughs> that, looked, that looked that looked very painful. I'm not yeah, sure what that the was. Desk in my, the desk in my chair and my finger all got caught. Oh, um, that's not, that's no bueno. Right. Now, if you go to Oklahoma City, then there to me, Holmgren fits that we are three years away. Let's take the highest upside. Because we got twenty freaking first round picks, <laughs> let's, let's, let's take our shot on, on upside, and somehow Jalen Green and Ben Carroll make sense to me. Yeah, you know, look, I haven't done a deep dive, but when I'm thinking, you know, they need some. They have Seguin. They're going to probably trade Christian Wood. They have that three four combo where they could use scoring. Makes sense. I'm just. I'm amazed by some of these teams. So if you take away Derek Favors and Mike Muscala, who both don't play very much on this. Are they in Oklahoma City? They're in Oklahoma City. Yeah. You don't have one player that has played more than three years on this team. Like, that is youth. Well, I mean, look. And that's Alexander. And that's Gilgis Alexander. Like, that's their guy, right? And that's the one guy that they've signed to the big contract because he's warranted but you have two first round picks this year for the year after that. I mean, you are building to make runs. You know, next year it's going to be Victor Wabayama who's going to be the first pick in the draft, who is the LeBron James-esque guy for next year. By the way, the best, the best part about looking at Oklahoma City is looking at their salaries. So who's first in salaries on that team? Who do you think? Probably favors. Now, how about it's Kem- how about it's Kemba Walker who's not playing on the team at twenty six million dollars? I forgot he was there. Number two, you're right, is Favors at nine. Right. Nobody else earns more. Nobody else earns more than five point nine on that entire doesn't, team. Doesn't Gil just start his contract? Next it's in next year. So next year he's got um, a max. Yeah, he'll be at thirty five. Give or take thirty million a year. So look, they need they. They are just compiling draft picks. It gives wow your face. I thought your face just froze with that look. They they are last year they paid thirty four players. A basketball team only has twelve spots, and they play. They paid one, two, three, four, five guys fifty three thousand dollars, which means they probably sat on the bench for one or two games to get fifty three thousand dollars. They paid a guy twice, by the way. They cut – no, three times. They cut – 
holy cow, they paid him three times. So they cut him, re-signed him, cut him, and then re-signed him again and had to pay him three separate times, $85,000 a piece. That's insane. I, I, I like these little stats that you find out. So anyway, <laughs> I'm just learning stuff. So do you have to go? I, I saw that you're, you're – now you're good? Okay. You're good. So, all right. So we have – so we've, we've covered that. We have uh, NHL – which I know you have watched absolutely none of, correct? Actually, I watched some. I've watched some of Edmonton Calgary. Which Edmonton's is, fun. Edmonton's yeah, fun. They are fun. Um, I they're fun. I've watched. A, I haven't watched much of the Rangers because I don't root for the Rangers. Um, you know, I mean, look, we're looking. The Avalanche is what two one or three one? It's three one now. Um, yep. Avalanche Oilers will be fun. I don't think anyone's beating the Avalanche. I think goal, if you're looking, I mean, Colorado, Tampa just looks like it would be just a war. <laughs> well, but that's Florida, why I was, that's also why I was rooting for Toronto. I, I I didn't root for them to go further, but I didn't want to see Tampa again. Well, Florida, Tampa was unfortunate in that my yes. my Stanley Cup champion did not make it through, um, and Florida and Claude Giroux did not make it through either. But Tampa has played. Perfect hockey. I mean, they are when, when people say the heart of a champion. I I, I hate that. I hate those things. I hate those lines. Like they are so good, they're the champions, and they know how to win. But if you watched any of that Florida series, Florida knew how to lose. Like that's basically what they did. They lost that series. Tampa didn't win it. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a Borowski problem. Probably is uh, when you're paying a goalie ten million dollars and throws in very very soft goals. But the fact is, they are they, they did not play well. The, Ra- the Rangers. You can look at it as you looked at Tampa three years ago. Sure. When they were lost to Columbus in a sweep, when they were the one seed in their first year, really, you know, the year they were supposed to make their run. So I mean, look, we have Cal- we have we have the Rangers, uh, Rangers, Jesus Christ, Carolina, Carolina, Rangers, Carolina, a two-two. So and they've stormed. They've stormed back and tied it at two. He's right, because um, their goalie also their goalie wasn't playing well earlier in the playoffs either. No, no, Shazerkin was definitely not playing well, and uh, they came back against Pittsburgh, and now they are two two. They stormed back from an O two deficit. So I mean, there is plenty of good ho- look. Playoff hockey is amazing, right? But what, if you want to tune in to watch something and watch something that is special. Just watch one Edmonton game and watch McDavid. Like I was it is. Watch University of Maryland's men's lacrosse team. Okay, tune in and watch Connor McDavid. Yeah. And and look, I think he's underrated, if that's even possible to be underrated, because he plays out in Edmonton where you don't get to see very much of him. I don't know if he's underrated. People think he's the best player in hockey. They just don't get to see him. Right. Well. Right, but they don't see how special he is, right? You say Sidney Crosby's name, and people know he's special. I don't think – I think Connor McDavid has the title, best player in hockey, but you don't see the specialness of Connor McDavid. Right, but Crosby, forgetting plays in Pittsburgh, they also went to – I mean, I don't know the stats, but they won two cups. Sure. They've been to three, two three. other ones. They won three. They've been they've they've been to a couple other ones. Sure. So they've been part of the hockey landscape for the last ten to fifteen years. And for That's casual true. fans like myself who don't watch regular season hockey, but know enough and then watch it in the playoffs, you know. That's true. You know, this is the first time that McDavid's ever been in the playoffs, let alone won a series and going to win two. So and even so. You know, the games are on at 10 o'clock at night. Well, and that's what I was saying. I mean, you can't watch. Right. He, he's, the Mike this, this, he's, he's the Mike Trout. He's the Mike Trout of the NHL. Yeah, I'm having – look, I'm having this exact issue with my son who is obsessed with basketball and cannot stay up to watch any game because he's five and the game starts. I don't know why this the weekend games have to start at 9 o'clock. Well, they don't. You, there were three thirty. There were three thirty games. Not in the conference finals. There hasn't been. No, you're right. In the conference finals, they started eight thirty at night, which is ridiculous. Exactly. So, 
especially on a Sunday, which makes no sense, okay. right? For Saturday, for weekend games, I don't get. It. I don't love that they start at eight thirty, nine o'clock on the Eastern Conference anyway. But I get it during the week. I don't. I don't. I don't. Actually, I shouldn't say. It. I think it's ridiculous. But I get for the West Coast why you have to do it. That makes sense. But I, you know, you're losing a. You know, the now now I see this because I, you know, you I'm have a kid. It, but yeah. this is not something. Weekend games should not be. And especially if you want to grow a hockey audience, you want to grow Conor McGregor, you want to grow Nathan McKinnon, you know, you want these people. Don't put the damn games on at 10 o'clock on the East Coast. It doesn't work. Ladies and gentlemen, just just note that Seth not only mentioned one hockey player, but he mentioned two hockey players. Oh, that's ridiculous. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Look, you mentioned Nathan McKinnon. Is I'm giving you credit. Like that is. Come on, that, I I do know hockey. I just don't watch regular season. Just like I know baseball, and I don't watch regular season. Is baseball started yet? Yes. Okay, just checking. Have you have you lost all four pitchers to injury yet? <laughs> lost Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom. There you go. How important could they be? I mean, look, we got Chris Bissett, so we're fine. And Carlos Carrasco. We still got the best look, we still got the best pitching staff in the major leagues, and then we lose 13 to 12 last night. So you <laughs> lost that game last night? Oh yeah. Oh man. Lost yeah, the Giants, 13 to 12. Yep. And you're losing nine to two right now. Are we really? Oh good. You are. You are, you are. You are, you are. So, all right, we're gonna cut off a little early today because I have to run. Uh, For Seth Kamins, this is Sean Palmer, Seth of Child Sports, and we'll check you next week. Have a good week, everybody. See you. Bye-bye.